so now let's move on to the, the education part of the talk so you are also a lecturer so how do you prepare for a lecture essentially um okay um so i was a lecturer now i'm uh, yeah not, um uh, well uh, in my case i was working on a completely different system than uh, where i started because i started in italy and the british system is quite different and uh, i ended up working uh, teaching on conversional classes conversional classes are uh, classes that are open to people that they have different backgrounds. So, uh, in computer science, for example, you open masters uh, to enable people that have a degree in physics, uh, biomedical engineer, humanistic, whatever field, um, yeah. they can join the, the, the conversional class and take a master in computer science. So, when you are explaining uh, complex algorithm or complex problems and you know you would like to write the formula on, on your uh, blackboard yeah. so some of that formula or you use um, I, I don't know some analytical um, approach like uh, you know solving a, a, a linear equation and you you know that the, 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 the audience the, the students not with them have seen these kind of basic things that you give typically uh, no to, to a computer science uh, master class. So the approach has to be different. You have to tell a story. You have to tell a story that uh, gives the idea, the concept. You do need to make a lot of examples that uh, um, um, everyday life kind of example where you can show that uh, uh, this kind of uh, techniques uh, can be applied, so, you know, give uh, um, examples where the people can, um, can understand, can, uh, uh, you know, they might have already lived on the, like the ABS example. You yeah. know, everybody knows ABS. doesn't matter if you are an engineer or if you are a literature, a humanistic kind of uh, guide, study, story, whatever. The ABS is, is a concept that you should know less, and uh, you obviously have tried to try to come with ABS. So you know the feeling. So I can now represent some particular concept that... So what I was saying is I'm trying to this, uh, generate this kind of example and provide uh, these examples uh, and show the problems, how you try to solve these problems uh, in, uh, with an icon. So how you design that as an icon. And um, uh, obviously it's very complicated. Yeah, basically I'm trying to get closer to the, to the students with examples that they have uh, have seen, have uh, and, uh, you know, show them a different point of view, they, they, they're providing a different uh, intuition about that. And uh, then there is the part you introduce uh, the algorithm, 
the idea behind the algorithm, the way it works, and trying to make uh, them understand how you can evaluate that an algorithm is better than another, or, you know, how you can um, uh, also, if you get the real world problem, like, you know, the farmer with the fox and the goose yeah. and um, you know, how can you approach, what is the process that you should um, apply to, to, to reach a solution? I think that's the best things you can teach to, to, to students, right, especially in these uh, cases. So I give uh, my classes, plus my conventional classes on uh, intelligence, uh, artificial intelligence. So, you know, it's a very interesting topic. People are very interested about that. Uh, you can uh, always decide what can, which level of abstraction you want to go. But I believe that, again, given the definition of intelligence, I provide is that if you are able to look at the problem and try to represent in somehow your way of thinking to solve that particular problem, because you know you can solve this problem and you can understand uh, okay. what way of thinking you can replicate this way of thinking with an algorithm okay and uh, and then I, I give you a bunch of algorithms basically to show you that how they can work uh, and what kind of problem you can solve with them so if you see a new problem you should be able to figure out ah these problems can be formalized like these other problem and solved with these particular techniques that we know can solve this particular problem okay so that's uh, more or less what I was uh, what I'm, how I was preparing my class for this particular um, challenge. So this one. And, uh, but it's not very different from, uh, you know, uh, doing uh, this kind of interviews or uh, doing a uh, uh, presentation in international venues, uh, or speaking with, uh, with a reporter, because, um, you know, even if the, in an international conference, you might expect everybody is an expert in robotics. Again, yeah. robotics means many different things, right? So there might people be expert in control, people expert in computer vision. So um, although uh, we are working uh, on the same uh, area, let's yes. say, our interests and specialization and expertise are different so when yeah. you talk about your own work you want to you know there is some things you know people will know some things you need to 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 to, you know, to express and typically you have very little time to express uh, you know six months research or one year research you have 20 minutes okay so you need, really need to go be very crisp in what you you're saying trying to explain as much as possible and most of the time, that means you go for high-level kind of overview, yeah. explaining those three or two or three concepts that are particularly interesting for, for, for you, and then you will show, you know, here is the global picture, and uh, here there are these elements, and I'm working on these elements, and now you know why I'm working on these elements, because, uh, you know, this is the global picture, and if you wanted to solve these problems, you needed to solve this problem first, and uh, this is the way I would solve this problem. And uh, that's why uh, I'm, I'm using this approach, because uh, it fits this global picture that they draw the very beginning. So it's always, a, a, for me, is always a top-down kind of approach. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, 
focusing more on the high level concepts and not going into a lot of details because uh, then it can get easily complicated also it it must be really a challenge to you know teach to an interdisciplinary kind of a class because of the different backgrounds so it makes sense to keep it a bit more high level yes. exactly so in one hour class you cannot really reach too much uh, depth so what you do when you generate you, you you do um, homework, so you, you, you provide uh, notes, you provide books, uh, or, uh, chapters of books uh, in order that uh, people that want to, to, to go deeper can go deeper and, uh, and uh, people that uh, you know, have background limitation can uh, do some basic science to improve that, uh, that limitation or to, you know, to, 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 to recover from a particular lack. Of, uh, of knowledge. Ah, okay. Yeah. And uh, how do you structure uh, your courses? So, for example, maybe an artificial intelligence course that is targeted towards uh, an interdisciplinary class. How do you structure it? So, uh, what would um, be the topics that you keep in the initial stages and at the end stages and all those things? My class was uh, um, quite similar to many of the classes uh, you can also find online or uh, many different uh, courses where you first provide an example, you know, definition of AI. You provide uh, examples like game theory, like a TikTok um, kind of games or, uh, and, you know, Powerful or uh, Battleship, this kind of uh, AI games that we know. Yeah. So, um, you provide an insight of how they, they, they can be solved. And then uh, you go for uh, search techniques, basically, like graph, trees. This comes the representation part, right? You, you know, you need to represent that. And, one way is graphically by using graph of trees in order to understand how the system moves, right? Constraints and stuff like that. Then you go for the, um, different kind of uh, games where you have adversarial games, so there is another user where you have to take into consideration what the user will do. Uh, the user, the opponent. Um, then you have uh, uh, machine learning, so you try to show that. Uh, you can design an algorithm that, uh, because search is like an algorithm that takes up data or states and evolves the, the system by replicating the state with an action, right? And so it has a set of, set of action, yeah. it's a tree out of it, or a graph. In machine learning, you have a set of data and you try to extrapolate something out of it, learn something. Yes. So you need to infer, to make the inference of, uh, be able to, to infer from, from, the, from the raw data some uh, knowledge which is related to, to this data, right? You can enter, uh, get from this data. And there are different ways of doing it, supervised and supervised, and of course you learn it, so you present an overview, you show cases where this can be um, done, what are the limitations of each uh, uh, system, and uh, typically, you know, it comes here um, Deep Blue, the, the chess program, and you show that 
part was search, part was, uh, um, it was uh, obviously an adversarial uh, system. Um, uh, you can show that there is um, heuristics that have been encoded within the, 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 the system because there is a game, you have rules and you, you can uh, encode some heuristics. Um, you know, there is a part where uh, there is a data set of uh, opening or closure that you know you can pick and they will work. Um, there is the middle game where you need to do search and you can learn how to do this search. Okay. And then, uh, you know, AlphaGo, in another game, a very, very uh, complex, how they could learn how to um, decide what kind of action. Uh, and to decide if this, that action was leading to a win or a lose. And, um, and there, obviously, system become very complex because typically it's not just one approach. It's not yeah. just a, you know, a path planning kind of algorithm where you have a tree and then you solve it with an A star or whatever. It becomes a complex thing. Uh, you start seeing, you know, heuristics and then search and then learning and then uh, there is a minimization of some cost uh, with path and then there is uh, some uh, some decision making things coming in and uh, uh, different model for learning different functions and stuff like that. So it becomes very complex, very easy. So uh, what you want to do is show different parts and, uh, you know, if you have introduced the, all these um, the most important techniques you can show. See, in this real application where we try to solve this real world problem, we got the combination of these techniques combined with these other techniques we already know, right, in this way, uh, because we have these techniques that brings this particular benefit with these other techniques that have this particular benefit or, you know, have some limitation that these other techniques can, can um, uh, take care of. So uh, that's the idea of how you, you present, you know, you know, that you make it more interesting to show some, some real applications that came out and to, you know, to, um, to the students to know, to be able to talk about these systems because are quite famous and they should have an overview of these systems uh, uh, clearing in, in, in the app. Although they might not understand all the, all the um, pr process or, you know, all the, the, the different components. Okay, so the, essentially you try to focus more on uh, uh, making it interesting by giving them uh, the applications that, uh, you know, these algorithms have and then also in a way connecting to what they already know. So it, it kind of sticks with, with uh, as, as, uh, it kind of stays in their memory as well because you know the you you're kind of you exploiting the nature of the neuronal arrangement in their brains to kind of <laughs> help them learn better yeah so also uh, talking about education what do you think about the online course platforms like Coursera Udacity and all those things that are existing uh, well, when I was a student, obviously we didn't have this, and uh, the student, the uh, the study was basically following lecture, um, uh, following lectures, and then go in the 
the library and open the books, uh, your notes, and study them. Uh, obviously, the multimedia way of getting information now is uh, very useful. And uh, these classes can be very focused. You can, you know, choose the the the, the courses you want to do, and uh, the, there is the way to interact because it's not any more videos online. You can comment. You can directly okay. talk with the with the lecture, you can also have uh, live sections where you can interact and ask questions. So there definitely is a very useful uh, and powerful mean to learn. I'm using it. I mean, my PhD, when I had to learn new stuff, uh, I would have um, also take advantages of uh, of some uh, uh, lectures online. Um, I have to say, for example, the AI class uh, taught by uh, Winston, I, I look at it before uh, starting teaching my own class because uh, I knew he was a, a great professor, very nice to you, um, uh, very nice, uh, um, you know, kind of casual kind of conversation that was leading to the point. And uh, I like that particular style, so I really enjoy the, uh, the classes. Um, another very popular in our uh, field is uh, under um, underactuated uh, robotics, uh, okay. and uh, and um, again uh, the 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 Drake the the, the the lecture is uh, really known for being an amazing lecture, uh, and you know explains again all these concepts in a very easy way with a, a lot of graphical aids, and uh, is. Uh, is let you combine things together and um and obviously when the class is also very interesting because you know it kind of fit your interest uh, yeah. uh it's also to, to to follow but i believe uh, uh these guys are able to teach you uh these kind of topics also if you don't have the background okay and also there is a, a fundamental difference in the way the course are structured in, in a university. For example, there is a uh, one and a half hour lecture and then there is also an exercise session, which is probably also of one and a half hours. And then in Coursera courses it's, uh, or any online uh, courses, the structure is different. So there are like very small five or ten minute videos and then an, an exercise. So the structure is different. Which of the following approaches do you think is a better way of learning? For example, for a technical field like robotics and or artificial well, intelligence. Right now, we are actually um, in a period where uh, the education, the, the the traditional education, has changed. Right, because now we are doing a video uh, online lecture. Um, my colleagues are doing. Uh, everything online or remotely. Um, I really don't know, it depends. Uh, if you are a student full-time, then, uh, uh, you know, being in uh, at university, um, five, six hour a day with your colleagues and, uh, you know, growing uh, with all, all the colleagues at the same rate, more or less, because yeah. you can uh, help each other. I think it is very, very important. And uh, at the university, actually, that was the, the main point because you're a kid and you want also to have fun and, you know, yeah. and plus, is an, 
one thing. Um, well, I did math and computer science, right? So all my colleagues were nerds and geeks. Uh, and uh, it makes sense. Also. And uh, you start making jokes about things that you have learned in class, right? Like, uh, you know, some particular uh, fancy name for a theorem that sounds silly or, uh, you know, the fact that you think about uh, binary representation instead of uh, decimal anymore, or just the thing that, uh, you know, if you're a computer scientist and somebody asks you the number and tell you like, uh, ring me, so send me a message so I know your number, you send a message with ping, right? <laughs> because uh, ping, that's exactly what the ping is, right? So it, 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 it becomes part of your uh, way of acting or way of joking, way of interacting with people um, because you are a nerd, obviously, but also because uh, uh, you start understanding, you metabolize this concept. You, you can extrapolate this concept from, uh, from the, 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 the standard application and apply it on your everyday life you can discuss about those right you can you can have names associated to techniques um, is a derapustin skin uh, kind of phenomenon right if you know the name you have power over it right and uh, if you can have a a concept that uh, is uh, you get, uh, um, you know, you can label a concept, you're able to talk about that in front of a beer with your friends at the pub, and, you know, and uh, by talking it, you also um, see if you can elaborate on top of it, if you actually grasp the idea in a way that you can elaborate, okay? And um, discussing with other people, you know, you can see different point of view, they might have understood something different. So I think this part of interactions that I prefer to be, you know, face to face because um, yeah. I'm quite old. So, you know, I get, uh, um, uh, I, I grew up, uh, you know, in the countryside where the kids were going to play football uh, in the park uh, and you sweat and you talk and you laugh all together. So the, the virtual interaction, although I'm using it constantly, um, I still prefer the old-fashioned way. Um, with all the, obviously, in this situation, I also will adapt to maintaining a, um, uh, social distancing and all the, the, the things because uh, um, I don't want to, uh, to jeopardize friends or family. But uh, yet, uh, I would prefer to stay two meters away from a person and still laugh and, and discuss than yeah. stay talking with uh, with the camera. And uh, uh, during my period at university, I think uh, uh, the social group, the um, uh, this aspect that I done because I was at university basically from nine to six all all day having lunch together, you know that help also support my education in, a, in many different ways. Uh, so yeah, if you are a young, I mean, if you have full-time students, I would suggest you go to the university, do it. Yeah. If you have the means, obviously. Um, if you are like uh, a part-time student in the sense that you are a worker and you need to just learn some concept or you want to, out of curiosity, you want to learn something new, then uh, that would uh, would work. It would satisfy your uh, curiosity, would uh, provide you a title 
and you can um, uh, you can learn new stuff. So the goal is accomplished. But again, you lose part of this uh, interaction. But if you are maybe work at this interaction, you have other other work site, right? So kind of uh, it's good to have it, right? I would suggest yeah. for a kid to, to go to school that because social interaction, in my opinion, is uh, is quite yeah. important. Yeah, so both have uh, their, uh, each of them has its own advantages and disadvantages in a way. So the, as you say, for quick learning, maybe online courses are, are quite good because they are, uh, you can do it on your own, but then they don't have this social interaction and, you know, uh, actually talking casually about the concepts with your friends uh, kind of environment, uh, which the universities uh, give you a better option too because you can also interact with the professors and, and your peer group in a way.